At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Did you know that this meeting is being recorded? It is being recorded, and we're recording right now. So, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, Saturday Strong Edition. Steve Johnson here, the great predictor. Great predicting has not been my strong suit lately, along with Tim Parachka, Minnesota Tim. And it is winter up in the great state of Minnesota. You know how I know why, Tim? Because you're wearing a shirt. That's why. And it must be cold. Is it getting cold in the mornings? Yes, very cold. Yesterday... It was like 40 degrees in the morning, and um, it was one of those mornings where it felt actually warmer at se- at uh, 7 o'clock in the morning than it did at 9 o'clock in the morning, because at 7 o'clock in the morning, there was no wind. But two hours later, when I went outside again after Bible study, I know how it ends, Steve, but I can still learn more about how it ends. I can still learn more about the middle at Bible study. It was even colder because the wind picked up. Yeah, yeah, that's it, it happens here too. You know, I look at the weather every morning because I get up and and help the guys set up the the golf ranch here in Richardson, Texas. And a lot of times before, before the sun comes up, it's warmer than when the sun comes up and then all of a sudden like you're talking about the wind chill and all that. Uh, we're down in the the mid 40s in the evenings and then uh, it gets up like yesterday it was up in the mid 80s again. It gets hot. Still a lot of golf here in Texas. Uh, I know it's winding down there up in Minnesota. That's one of the things I want to talk about today. And we don't have to necessarily talk about it right now, but you know what you do in the offseason, what a player would do in the offseason. Three different seasons. There's the preseason when you're getting ready. There is the in-season when you're actually playing a lot of golf and you're, you're, uh, you, you can't uh, – your mindset is a lot different. It's about playing. It's not about uh, – changing equipment or anything like that. We'll talk about that. And then the postseason, which we're just about to get into for a lot of people right now. Postseason, uh, there's specific things you can do to analyze and get better. Uh, we need to talk about that. The postseason, like playoffs? No, 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 no playoffs. I'm talking about after the season's over. I'm talking about when you have about six or seven feet of snow on the ground and you're your only golf is down basement hitting into a net or into a simulator. Well, places like Arizona are just getting going now, now right. that the heat's going away. Right, but we know that the real golf mecca is up there in Minnesota. That's true. We do yeah. know that. I have, the the right I have that? a story to open up the podcast. What's that? I have a story to open up the podcast. Okay. Because I, I would love to hear what Steve Johnson would do in this situation. So yesterday at our prior living situation. So we have the lease through the end of October. I told them that I'd turn in the keys today because we broke our lease at the end of September. Okay. Okay. Last month, I received an email saying that our garbage cans were out too long and that if I left them out this long again, I would receive a $75 fee. So 
you know, okay, well, I'll make sure I take care of that next time. So the garbage came on Tuesday. We still had garbage in our garbage cans at the old place. So I was like, okay, well, let's get rid of this garbage. And so I set out the garbage cans. I made an extra trip over there, set out the garbage cans. And um, it's only about five minutes away. So it's about five minutes away from our house. I made an extra trip over there, put out the garbage cans so the garbage man could come take it or a woman. Well, I go back the next day to clean the apartment on, this is a Tuesday now. The garbage comes on a Tuesday morning. I went Tuesday afternoon to go put away the garbage cans, but I couldn't put away the garbage cans because there were these construction workers that had the garbage cans surrounded by a truck. Okay. I was cleaning the apartment for two hours from two o'clock to four o'clock and I could not access the garbage cans. And I was like, okay, well, I'll just come back the next day and put away the garbage cans before I get this $75 fee. Well, I came back again on Wednesday and the trucks were surrounding the garbage cans again. Now I just did a drive by. I wasn't there all day. Well, what do you mean surrounding? They were trapping. They, they, they were trapped against the curb. And I couldn't get around them because there were all these workers working around the garbage cans. Did you talk to the workers and say, hey, I got to put these, I've got to put these garbage cans away? I didn't. Or did you just use it as an excuse to do nothing? I used it as an excuse to do nothing. Critical mistake right there. So Thursday comes and I get this email from the lease saying, hey, you owe us $75 because... You didn't put your garbage cans away. Now, this is an important situation. There were at least three others that did not have the garbage cans put away, and that never happens. So clearly, the situation wasn't just my fault. It wasn't, it wasn't just a thing that I didn't do. There were other people that actually live at the apartment still that had the garbage cans out, so they also received the $75 fine or the warning if that was the first time. So I emailed them back. I said, this is not fair. I went on Tuesday for two hours to clean the apartment, and I could not access the garbage cans. I went yesterday, made an extra trip just to drive by. I went out of my way because I was heading the opposite direction to put away the garbage cans, and I couldn't access them. Okay, wait a second. Wait a second. That, it, it, let, let, me, let, let me interject here because you've got a faulty way of thinking. When you say you went out of your way, yes. it's your obligation. It's, it's, not, it's not like it's a, you're volu- volunteering to do something. It's your obligation. You had agreed to put your trash cans away. Yeah, I did, so don't yes. Come, don't come with the justification that, hey, you know, I went out of my way because I had already been there once. I didn't, I didn't happen to speak to the construction workers who co- could have probably moved their trucks, and I could have put the cans away. I just saw that they were in the way, and so I left. And then I came out of my way the next day, didn't talk to anybody, didn't say, hey, can you move Can you move your truck so I don't get a $75 fine? And they would have said, absolutely, Tim. They would have said, are you Minnesota, Tim? Not <laughs> you would have said yes. And, and they would have moved their trucks and you could have gone on your way and been done with it. But, but uh, this is the, the, the problem with the way people think sometimes. Taking responsibility, you had an obligation to put those cans away. So you didn't make every effort to put those cans away. I made in a lot mind, of effort to put those mind, away. In your mind, you went out of your way because you're traveling the other direction. But I mean, I don't know. I, I just I, I don't think I don't think it's fair to charge seventy five dollars. Yes, I think that I think that you're going to win that case. I think if it goes all the way to the Supreme Court, <laughs> you probably win that case. But I already paid the seventy five dollars. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, screw it. What am I supposed to do? I mean, I, yeah, I emailed yeah. them twice saying, "Yeah." well, she said you had plenty of time to do it. And I was like, they were only there yesterday. I was like, no, they weren't only there yesterday. They were there on Tuesday, too. I was there for the two full hours, and they were there on Tuesday. So, you know, $75. Just uh, a ballpark, how many apartments are in this, this complex that you used to, to live in? A lot. Okay, so... Um, the, the general rule, and I'm going to give you a little, because uh, my, my parents used to own apartment complexes. Uh, when you have eight units, it justifies getting a, f- a full-time manager. If you have hundreds of units, can you imagine how many people called that person to complain 
the Temporachkas, again, his garbage cans have been left out again. And she's got to deal with that. Why would they care about my garbage cans? I don't think anyone is calling them about my garbage cans. There's typically managers react to complaints. They're not proactive in saying they don't have the, the garbage can patrol out there, Tim. They don't have, oh, oh Tim, oh, it's out there again. Let's write him a citation. Well, our garbage cans are right outside the leasing office, so she can see them from their window. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm pretty I, sure they're just money eyesore. greedy. It's an eyesore. This is what it is. This is, yeah. it's not, it's not, uh, but I, I, I'm glad you took care of it. Um, it's life lessons learned again, you know, just uh, to make every effort to try to get what your obligations are to try to get them taken care of. I at least made an 85% effort there. Yeah. Yeah. You, the 15% cost you $75. Yeah. And I was so frustrated about it. Oh <laughs> man. I have $75 to pay. You know, I have good paying jobs. Yeah. And my yeah, wife has still, a good paying job, but man, just the principle of the $75 was just really irking me. Right. Yeah. I, I hear you. I yeah. hear you. But that's just life lesson. As you, um, as you get more miles on the tires, there's going to be plenty of things like that that come up. You're not going to let it bother you. You're not going to let it uh, cost you any sleep. It still bothers but, me. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I hear you. And I, I appreciate you sharing that with us. So let's talk about let's talk about the PGA Tour. And I may need to, I need, may need to re-evaluate my position on the PGA Tour. I, my position had been, hey, I love watching golf on television. It doesn't matter where it is. I don't particularly like the coverage of the European Tour. But I do, I'll watch the LPGA when the Golf Channel or one of the networks has golf on. I'll watch PGA Tour, obviously. Uh, they've been, Golf Channel has been broadcasting a lot of college golf now, which is neat to see that the young players, the up-and-comers. But uh, this week, I was uh, scanning, and we've got the Zozo Championship, which is, that's actually in Japan, isn't it? Uh, yes. Zozo? Yes. Okay. So this is part of the wraparound season. I was an advocate of the wraparound season. I still, I still am, but I'm, I'm my my commitment to the wraparound is 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 not as much as it used to be. Because here's why, Tim. I look at the Zozo Championship, and I said, "Oh, I wonder who the, I wonder who's playing well this this week. I wonder who I'm going to watch." And I look up here and I see the leaderboard. Well, Hideki Matsuyama, past Masters champion. Eight under par after one round. Um, we're we're recording on Friday morning early, so they haven't played their second round yet. But then I have guys in the top ten. Man, it is not a really good. Not a, these guys are great players. Don't get me wrong, but I, I'm not going to really tune in to watch Cameron Tringali, who's been playing on the tour for quite some time. Uh, his his record. He's a journeyman player, but not really a guy that you would. Say, hey, you know, let's go watch Cameron Tringali over at this tournament. It, it, uh, Tommy Fleetwood is really one of the only guys. And, and you know what? He's Tommy Fleetwood's never won on the PGA Tour. He's won some European Tour events, but never won on the PGA Tour. What my, my point is, Tim, it's a little bit boring, a little bit boring. Uh, Cameron Tringali has played 313 times on the PGA Tour. He has uh, never won on the PGA Tour. He has three second-place finishes. Now, this guy's made $14.5 million. He's been playing since 2010. Um, you know, he's, he's a, a vanilla. He's, he, he, you don't tune in to see, well, who I would tune in to watch like a Jordan Spieth. I would tune in to watch uh, Bryson DeChambeau. I would tune in, obviously, to watch some of the marquee players. I mean, John Rahm is, is a, he's fun to watch to see if he's going to bend the rules a little bit and see if he's going to push the limit. It is so funny to me that you are ripping a tournament that actually has some good players. Now I have been on this stance since we started the Saturday strong about two years ago. And you have been so critical of that opinion because, Tim, I just want to watch golf on television. It's background television. I want to go by the screen and see golf on television. I want to see guys with chances to win. Obviously, if sponsors are going to, play, uh, are going to pay for it, 
then they should have golf tournaments. Mm -hmm. And when the Premier Golf League came along after I gave them this incredible idea of having an off-season, and they credited me for that, Minnesota Tim, you're welcome. You totally ripped me for that take. And now well, I look I mean, at now I look at the leaders. I look at not, not I look at the leaders and Hideki Matsuyama's up there, top player, masters champion. Tommy Fleetwood, Ryder Cup superstar. And I scroll down a little bit. Will Zolatoris is playing. Xander Shoffley is playing. There's some decent guys. Siwoo Kim. Ricky Fowler. You have uh, Joaquin Neiman, too, who shot five under on the first round. Colin Morikawa. There's several guys in the top ten here. But see, the thing is, Tim, when Colin Morikawa isn't toward the top, they don't show Colin Morikawa. When Xander Shoffley is not toward the top, they never show Xander Shoffley. They show the guys that are playing well. Now, today, they have uh, – let me see who the who they have. They'll, they'll show, because it's in Japan, they'll show uh, some of the Japanese player, Hiroshi Iwata. They'll show him. They'll show, gosh, <laughs> this, this leaderboard. And, and I'll tell you what, you, wouldn't, you couldn't identify Harry Higgs if he was sitting next to you at a restaurant. I think I could, actually. Wasn't he on the Ryder Cup team? No, that was Harris English. And Will Zellatoris is 13 shots off the lead after the first round. Do you think they're going to show him, Tim? No, probably not. Probably not. Uh, it's, a, it's not a huge field. 78 players. No cut. Uh, you know what I'm going to watch? I'm not going to watch to see the players. The reason I'm going to watch is to see the golf course. I, I, I've never been to Japan. Uh, it would be neat to see golf courses in different part of the world, parts of the world. I, I, that's the only reason I'm going to watch. I'm not tuning in to see Brendan Still Steele. I'm not <laughs> tuning in to see him. Or Alex Norin. Or Matt Jones, even though Matt Jones is a good guy. I'd love to see James Hahn do well. He shot 300 in the first round. But I still, I still enjoy watching the golf. I, I, there's not a player that I'm going to embrace this week. I'm going to embrace the golf course. I'm going to see what those golf courses look like over there and uh, enjoy the golf that way. The vistas, the, the views, the uh, landscape. You hear what I'm saying? I hear what you're saying. This, this tournament relies on Tiger Woods playing because this is this has a connection with Tiger Woods. Now, I don't yeah. think he created this tournament by any means, but he always played in the tournament. Is he showing face? Is he showing face at this tournament or no? No, he's not showing face. Although I did see him walking around without crushes anymore. Okay. At home or, or in Japan? Um, at home somewhere. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, well, we're probably ready for our first break. But when we come back, I, I do want to talk about uh, one of my uh, students that uh, she's won seven USGA national events. She teamed up with a gal that has won three in a row national USGA events. Ten times they've won USGA tournaments, national tournaments. They teamed up, and I'm going to tell you how they did when we get back. Uh, one of them is my student, Ellen Port. And Hank started with her a long time ago. I, I got to watch her uh, a couple years ago, and she's been, uh, she did, had, had probably one of her best summers. Uh, she's 60 years old. And I'm going to tell you about some things that even the best golfers, even the pros, there's some things that they're, they're, that go through their head that really have absolutely no impact on their game, but they think that they're legit. And we're going to talk about those things when we get back. No, I love it. I can't wait. Okay. What are we going to do? Are you going to talk about uh, sending a video in to Haney, Haney University? Sure. Well, everyone go to HaneyUniversity.com. This is where you can sign up for a golf lesson from the great Hank Haney. Hank is coming out of retirement. He's setting up his golfing studio. It's got to be pretty much set up by now. It's got to be closed. He's got a studio. He's got a celebrity green. Like, I, like we said earlier, the season is just getting going in Arizona. As the weather cools down, as the sun goes down, the sun goes down. Hank is coming out. Go to HaneyUniversity.com and get some golf lessons. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, welcome back to the Saturday Strong Podcast. Hank Haney Golf. Steve Johnson here along with Minnesota Tim Porochka. Tim, um, Ellen Port is one of the uh, – I've had the opportunity to watch her over the last year. She was taking some lessons from a guy up in Belle Reve, not heading uh, – I mean, just like any student, they want to see results. Students want to see results. And a little bit later on in the podcast, segment three, we're going to talk about uh, is all golf instruction the same? Uh, I've got some insights for you, but right now let's talk about, she's a good golfer. I mean, a really good golfer. She started playing competitive golf in her thirties. She's won seven USGA titles, four US mid-ams and three US senior women's mid-am or not mid-am US senior women's amateurs. Um, she lost in the finals to a gal by the name of Laura. Uh, I forget her last name. But uh, they teamed up for a qualifying here in Dallas, one of the regional qualifyings for the, for the women's four-ball tournament, which is a new USGA event over the last few years. They had it this time of year, so all the college kids and all the high school kids would be in school, and they, they, you know, they were trying to make this for women amateur players that are out of college and out of high school. But you know what? These girls... They, they skip school so they can come and play and try to qualify for a USGA event. Four ball is like a best ball. Everyone plays their own ball into the hole. You take the lowest score of your team on that hole, and that is your score. Well, Ellen Port, and gosh darn it, I can't remember her last name. Um, Tim, can you look up the winner of the, in fact, I'll look it up, the winner no, of the winner women's of... U.S. senior amateur this year? U.S. senior. Yeah, her name is Laura, and I forget her last name. Laura, Lara Tennant. Tennant, Laura Tennant. There it is, right it's there. It's L A R A. Yeah, but she Laura. pronounces it Laura. Okay. Laura Tennant. Uh, good, good player. She's won the last three U.S. Senior Women Amateurs. Um, kind of an exotic swing. 
She's the opposite of a Jim Furyk, but she, she, she's a good player. I mean, she's obviously, she's a really good player. So Alan Port, who's won seven USGA titles, and Laura Tennant, who has won three in a row, 10 USGA events. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, they're, they're going to they're gonna walk right through this field. Now they're, they're older players. Laura's in her 50s. Uh, Ellen Port is in her late 50s, almost 60 years old. Still very, very, very good golfers. So I'm thinking, okay, they're gonna, they've got three spots to qualify, and uh, they're going to qualify right off. Well, to make a long story short, five under qualified. They didn't shoot five under. Two under qualified. Uh, they shot one over, which is not very good for them. It just goes to show that even the, the, the top players and players that, that are are going through really good phases of their game can, can have bad days. When you're playing 18 holes, best ball, four ball, uh, it, it, uh, it, it's a crapshoot, and they, they got crapped out on. So it's funny when this is the subject I want to talk about, not their records, but these this, just to tell you that these gals are very good golfers. But they think just like you do, the guy that's listening to this podcast right now. Let's say you, you've taken some lessons and uh, you go out there and you start to you play and you're, the wheels are falling off and you're thinking, okay, here's the first thing you're thinking about. I'm trying too hard. I'm trying too hard. That is absolutely the worst mindset you can have as a golfer. You're trying too hard. Maybe you're not trying in the right direction. Maybe you're not thinking about the right stuff. Maybe you're getting bad lessons. But trying too hard? That's one of the things that Ellen says. And I said, you know, Ellen, I said, do you, do you try as hard as Tiger Woods? Do you, do you try as hard as, as Rory McIlroy? Do you try as hard as Jordan Spieth, who has turned it around after you know, three seasons of poor play. And she understood what I was saying. No, maybe she's, maybe that's not really, maybe that's not really what's happening, that I'm trying too hard. Maybe I'm just trying in the wrong direction. No, I think it's that she's, I I don't think she meant trying too hard. You know how sometimes you can push the envelope in times when you're not supposed to push the envelope, how you can, if you hit a bad shot, how you can internalize it and carry it over to the next shot. And then the next shot frustrates you. And then the next shot frustrates you. And you can't get these shots out of your head. I think that's what she means when she says she's trying too hard. Well, typically trying too hard means that you've had a bad execution of a shot. That you're making an excuse for the reason that you're hitting these bad shots. Because no one says they're trying too hard when they're hitting good shots, right, Tim? That's right. When you're hitting good shots, everyone's, you know, hey, I'm trying just the right amount. but. When the shots start, the execution of the shot starts misfiring. That's when somebody goes in the mindset, not everyone, not the really true champions, that, hey, I'm, 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 I'm thinking about the wrong stuff. I'm trying too hard. I'm, I, you know, I've, got, I've got all these excuses. Just an excuse. So that brings up the second one. Um, I want it too bad. <laughs> That's absolutely the most ridiculous I want it too bad. Uh, I'm trying too hard, and I want it too bad. So what you're at telling me then, and if you want it too bad, is that if you didn't want it so much, maybe you'd get it? It's again, it goes back to bad execution of shots, bad decisions. It has to do with, with misfires. Every time someone misfires, you have an opportunity to have the excuse that I'm trying too hard or I want it too bad which are both just absolutely weak excuses. And they're, they're just excuses. Well, the second one, if I was in a situation where I was going to shoot a 79 and I had to get a seven on the last hole, a par four, and I quadruple bogeyed it, I would say that's a situation where I wanted it too bad. I choked underneath the pressure. I was aware of the score that I had to shoot, and I could not shoot that score. That's where that one comes into play. Okay. All right. I, I appreciate the interpretation, but again, just a weak excuse. And here's the last one I want to talk about. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking too much. And I can see Ellen and I talked about this, that when the wheels start falling off and every player goes through their sequence of things that they've, 
that they're going to try to try to fix the bad shots. What I would do as a teacher is say, hey, let's just watch the ball flight, realize what impact created that ball flight. If it was a slice, Tim, it's telling us that the club face is open to the path. All I got to do is get that face closed to the path and I fix that slice. I get that club face square to the path. I fix that slice. If I return the club face open to the path again, I'm going to get the same slice. It just happens. Now, the more lofted clubs are not going to slice as much as a driver, the straightest face club, but you've got to go to what the impact is to fix the, the, the ball flight. So a player will go through a sequencing of what they've done to fix the, the shots, that the misfires that they're having, what they're having problems with. They go through all these sequences and then none of them work. And the reason none of them work is because they're not the right, they're not the right fix. There may be elements of the fix in there, but they're not, it's not a concise, it's not accurate to fix that impact that they need to fix. So the result is when they've gone through their whole menu of things that they try, the result is, and the, the conclusion is, I'm thinking too much. Hey, sometimes thinking you can too think much. too much on the golf course where you have all these different thoughts on the golf course for this particular swing, and you do not know which thought to believe. So you pull back the golf club, and then you're coming down, and you're having five different thoughts coming through your head at one time. Okay. So that the, the quantity of thoughts is not good. So let's let me introduce. Uh, well, that's concept. what it means to think too much. No, but let me introduce. Let me introduce a concept to you. Maybe, just maybe, you're thinking about the wrong stuff. No, that's thinking too much. You said the quantity of thoughts is bad, so thinking too much is a bad thing. But if you're thinking about the right things, it's going to result in better shots. Well, clearly, yes, but that's not the argument that we're having here. No, no. I'm you saying, said I'm thinking too much yes, is a bad excuse. Because you go through a number. I'm not talking about thinking of five things in one swing. I'm, think, I'm saying that I go through a sequence of things that I've done to fix the ball in the, in the past, and they don't work. And the analysis is I'm just going to swing. I'm not going to try to think about anything. This is a solution. This is the problem that golfers have, Tim. This, when you're out on the golf course and the wheels start falling off and you go through your sequence of things that you're trying to do to fix that old ball flight that you have, those old misses, and they don't work, it's not that you're thinking too much. It's that you're thinking about the wrong stuff. No, you might be thinking about the right stuff, but you yeah, just can't Tim, execute the Tim, right thing. Tim, it's not, I'm not saying that someone's got 10 swing thoughts in their mind. I'm saying they're going through a sequence of things that, that they've that have been six, moderately successful in the past and they don't work. So now, well, wait, think, now, okay. Instead of saying those don't work, I'm going to think about something else. The default is I'm thinking too much. I'm trying too hard. I'm trying too hard. I'm thinking too much. Uh, is it, I want it too bad. Those are all just weak excuses, weak excuses, Tim. Why can't it be possible? Okay, Steve, that I'm thinking about the right thought, but my golf game just isn't good enough to execute the thought that's in my head. Well, that, that I want to hit be. a draw, so I'm going to hit an inside to outside swing. Well, that could be. But, I, but my body just isn't good enough. Okay. My golf game just isn't good enough to hit the right shot. I hear what you're saying, and I agree with that. I mean, that sometimes the things that you're trying to do, you can't accomplish. But when you can't accomplish them five or six times, you don't say, I'm thinking too much, and I'm not, I'm not going to think about nothing. You keep trying. If that's a, a legit direction, if that's if that's valid, you keep working on it, even on the golf course, until you get it. But we don't know if it's valid or not because we can't hit any good shots because we're thinking too much. You know, it's a it's a spiraling situation. Okay, so listen, if you're trying to fix a slice, and you know for a fact that if that club face is square to the path or close to the path, the ball's not going to slice. And you hit a ball and it slices. What you say is, hey, you know what? That club face was still open at impact. I'm going to try to close it earlier this time. And you do it again. And it still slices. You think, man, I, I felt like I was trying to close that real early. 
In fact, I heard the swoosh, the club face squaring up way behind the ball, but it's still, it, for some reason, it's still slicing. Okay, this time I'm closing that freaking club face at address. I'm going to close it even earlier on the downswing. I am not going to slice this one. And you snap hook it and you say, okay, now, now I've got, now I've got something to work with. I'm not slicing it anymore. Uh, now I hooked that one. Maybe I won't close the face so much at address. Maybe I won't try to, to close it so early. But you, you fix the ball flight. What I'm saying is that if it's effective and you know cause and effect, and I'm telling you, if the club face is square to the path or close to the path, that ball will not slice. That's legit. You just got to try to execute it. It's not you try it three times and say, oh, I'm thinking too much. I'm just going to hope for the best. That That is not a productive way to improve your golf game because you're always going to be in positions on the golf course, Tim, no matter what level of golfer you are, a shot does not look good to you and you're going to battle your big miss, whatever that may be. If it's a, a slice, a hook, a pull, a push, uh, popping it up, whatever it is. And you've got to understand that's the purpose of the golf teacher. And uh, we're going to take our second break here. And when we come yeah, back, good idea. we're going to talk about the, the concept that I can take a lesson from anyone because all golf instructors are the same. We're going to mm. talk about that when we get back. And I got to tell you, Tim, I, I got to tell you, before you talk to Head to Voodoo Pain Relief, my knee has been killing me. Has uh, it? Uh, just a, a dull pain. Uh, I think it happened the way my leg is positioned when I sit on one of our mowers, one of the triplex mowers, uh, is irritated my knee and uh, I'm not doing too well. Maybe I'm thinking, maybe I'm thinking too much or I'm trying too hard. Yeah, yeah, maybe you are. Is? Quit thinking about the pain, Steve, yeah. and, then, and then it'll go away. Yeah, maybe I want it too bad. <laughs> yeah, go to voodoopainrelief.com. Maybe, maybe you haven't gone to voodoopainrelief.com. Are we still giving away two weeks free? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, good. Yeah, good. let's go to voodoopainrelief.com and get a free two-week supply of Voodoo Pain Relief. They'll take care of your aches and pains. And if you've got some knee issues and if you want it too bad and it's not happening for you, go get some formula, voodoopainrelief.com, a patented formula, and you'll feel better today. I will. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? 
doesn't look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, Tim. Steve, I've hired. Uh, I've hired. A, we've got. Uh, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. That I'm expanding my business. Got an opportunity to affect teaching all over the country, and I've been interviewing teachers here, starting locally here in Dallas, Fort Worth. PGA professionals, uh, guys that uh, want to teach or have been teaching, don't have a place to teach. Guys that are relocating back into the area. We got one guy that we just hired from uh, Singapore, and great guy, Rick Jones. Another guy, Charles Chandler, who uh, worked in a local golf course. He wanted to get more into teaching. Uh, got a guy by the name of Rob Davis. Um, these guys are all great additions. And uh, we're trying to upgrade. We're in the off season, you know, the postseason. Uh, all the kids are back in school. The uh, amateur golf tournaments and even the pro tournaments are winding down. Uh, we don't have an amateur wraparound season, I don't think, do we? No, no wraparound for the amateurs. I don't know. Yeah, we don't. We don't. It, they're going into the off season, but so we're looking at improving, making improvements to our facilities, upgrading our facilities. You know, painting and videos and all that stuff. And I, I got a suggestion. I was talking to one of the teachers yesterday, Charles Chandler. We call him Charlie Chandler. Uh, great guy, a lot of energy. Uh, he's uh, he's an experienced teacher. He's got a lot of ideas. And he said, uh, we have an indoor hitting facility at, uh, one of the, at the site that he's at. And he said, hey, have you ever thought about putting in a state-of-the-art video setup? And I said, yeah, I have. In fact, I've, I've, I've thought about upgrading this whole uh, interior uh, practice facility that we have at a course called Westridge Golf, Golf Course there in McKinney, Texas. And uh, I started listening to what he was saying, and he was talking about you know, uh, state-of-the-art video and force plates and a lot of stuff. And, you know, when someone comes for a lesson, here's, here's what I've done in the past. I've interpreted their numbers and all that stuff. And um, there are some golf lessons. And most of these lessons are indoor lessons that, um, that are this way, that are their experiences. And here's what I'm saying by that, Tim. There's a golf lesson where you go in and they've got all the technology. It looks like uh, it looks like you're going into a laboratory. They may hook sensors up to you. They may have you stand on a plate. They may have you, um, you know, have a vest on and take swings and stuff like that. And they come up with all this data. They may have a track man there that's telling you what the club's doing and what the ball's doing, and they've got a lot of information. And they're neat for the student because they get to they get to see a lot of different uh, pieces of of technology. They get a lot of information. They learn a, a lot about their swing, um, and it is a great experience. The problem with it is there's so much information that the student doesn't really know what to work on uh, when they leave. When the wheels fall off, they start thinking about the wrong stuff. They're thinking too much, and so I was explaining to Charlie that our style of teaching is really reacting to the golf ball. We've got to give the student some hope in that they can fix the shots that, that are their problem shots. And we've invited people to send videos in. Uh, golf schools at hankcaney.com, you can still do that. I got a guy from Melbourne, Australia that sent uh, a couple videos in recently. We shoot those videos right back to you with uh, some suggestions on what you need to do to fix your ball. And my encouragement to the students that are listening or people, people that are potential lesson takers, all golf teachers are not the same. Some are into the experience. Some are novice teachers. Some have a lot of our collectors of, of certifications. Hey, I'm a master this. I'm a certified that. I'm a you know, I'm a, 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 a ambassador to this product. Uh, they're collectors of information that can provide a a lot of information. But you want, if if it were me, I'd want someone that would 
focus on fixing my badness. And this is one of the things that Hank has, has, has really got me focused on and, and trained all of our teachers in the same direction. If you can fix the ball, you've got, you've got a, a student that's happy. Now, the fixing the big miss may create another miss, but the, the person is not stuck in the same spot. We've all seen the student that comes to me and says, hey, I've been, I've been a 15 handicapper for the last 20 years. I know what I'm doing wrong. I just can't fix it. Well, what we hear them saying is, I'm working on the wrong stuff. Maybe I've misanalyzed. I've misanalyzed because if you know what the mistake is and how to fix it, you just can't do it. Maybe you're working on the wrong thing. Students hear what they want to hear. And I've got, a, I've got a little story about that. I've, I've been working real hard lately, Tim. I'm taking a little break from this golf. I'm going to tell you a little bit about me. I've been working hard lately. And one of my workers... Uh, grinding. Yeah, I was grinding. And one of my workers said, hey, T- Steve, you look tired. And I said, thanks a lot. <laughs> and he said, well, I didn't tell you you look like shit. I said, but when you said I look tired, that's what I heard. I heard. I say that all the time. I, too. Heard, I was like, man, you look tired. I heard you look like shit. <laughs> yeah. You didn't say that, but that's what I heard. And students, <laughs> yeah, students are the same too. way. Students hear what they want to hear. So if you're the type of teacher or you take a type of lesson that is going for the show and the experience, you've got a lot of information there. And you've got to get focused down on exactly what concisely what the mistake is and what the, what you're what you're working on, in order that the student has maybe some hope of hearing the, the right stuff. You don't look tired this morning. Well, thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, you look good. You look good. I'm, I'm <laughs> oh man, we're we're coming to you even earlier this morning. We uh, started the podcast at five thirty a.m. Yeah, I'm excited uh, tomorrow. Saturday, uh-huh. I am going golfing in 48 degree weather for the first time. All right. And I'm going, this is my first time golfing since the bachelor party, I think, wow. four months ago. Wow. A lot of, you've had a lot of life changes in that time too. You know, I mean, you've, you've uh, gotten fined for your trash cans being out. You got married, had the honeymoon, had the bachelor yeah. party, uh, bought a house. That's awesome. Now you're going to play golf again. I may have gone golfing once. I, I think I went golfing once, actually, in July. Well, but... can I give you three pieces of advice for this round of golf? Yes. <laughs> I want to give you three pieces of advice for this, for this golf. Don't try too hard? Don't try too hard. Don't okay. think too much. And don't want it too bad. Okay. If you do that, I think you're going to have a good time. Okay, that sounds good. I think one of my great advantages to go into the golf course with some friends, or I'm actually going to the golf course with our realtor because he's a great guy and and my brother-in-law. I hope he's paying. He just made a bunch of money off you. (laughs) Well, (laughs) Well, I got a free birthday gift for two golfers. And I told them that I told him that he could be on that list of two golfers because it's going to be free golf. That's what it's going to be. Is that at the Wyzata Country Club? No, it's not at the Wyzata Country Club. Ah, is well, that the okay. re- at refuge? That, at that country club, you can just go in and, and hit balls if you want. It's true. You can. <laughs> well, you have a good round. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing about your round. Uh, I'm looking forward to not thinking too much and not to trying too hard and not wanting it too bad. Yeah. Steve, when you go into the bedroom tonight, I got three, <laughs> I got three keys to a okay. good game. Okay. okay, remember you're 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 representing the church right now, so be careful. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Don't think too much. Okay. Don't want it too bad. Okay. And don't try too hard. It'll okay. come naturally. Okay. That sounds good. Yeah. So, so when you and Michelle are cuddling at night, you know, think about those three things. I'll think about that. I will. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Hank Haney Podcast. Go to voodoopanleaf.com and haneyuniversity.com. Send your golf schools, send your swing videos into golf schools with an S at hankhaney.com. Uh, Steve Johnson is double fingering me. No, uh, I'm but uh, I'm, I'm yawning. Okay. I'm yawning. It's okay. I, I'm, I'm a big boy. I can handle it. 
if I can Tim, thanks for your work. I appreciate, I appreciate all you do for the podcast and talking to you and you putting this out on the, the internet, the airwaves, and uh, so we can stamp out golfing ignorance everywhere. I am getting paid now again for the Hank Kenny podcast. All right. All yeah. right. Did, did you do big negotiation? Big negotiation, yep. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. And how's the NFL going? Good. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's going good. All right, man. Till next time. Uh, we hit are bombs. Gonna about, yeah, hit bomb. But we are going to talk about, uh, we've got the Houston Open coming up. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, that's a big one. It's one of the big ones. Hit bombs, make putts, and leave the flag stick in. Have a great day. Thanks, Timmy. Thanks, Steve. The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.